Moments of Encounter is a weekly live broadcast brought to you by Calvary We Revival Labels through God's servant Chidebele Odeze. The teachings are focused on building the church and raising men that will do exploits in this end time. You can connect live to Moments of Encounter every Tuesday by 6 p.m. West African time at www.mixlr.com forward slash Moments of Encounter. May you have a life-changing encounter as you listen. God bless you. Yes, Lord, receive all the glory, receive all the honor, receive all adoration, receive all thanksgiving and majesty. He that were exalted, we worship you, Lord, we honor you, Lord, we adore you, Lord, we thank you, Lord. This is the first day of December 2020. Thank you for bringing us from January to this day. Thank you for the moment of encounter. You began in the month of April to you know transform our life to encounter us both with your word and with your power. All this why, Father, we say thank you, O oh God, because you have been so faithful. You have unveiled the mysteries of your word unto us. You have opened up your glory. You have opened up yourself to us. You have shown us, O oh God, whom you are. You have given us uncommon revelation of yourself. Thank you for today. Thank you for what you have planned to do in our life. Holy Ghost, we welcome you. We welcome your fullness. We welcome your, 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 your glorious power, glorious you know, majesty in this place. We ask that you will come in the fullness of your revelation. Open the inner eyes of our inner man and grant us a revelation of Jesus Christ that will bring our, our transformation to conform to his image even this evening. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Be thou exalted, O God. Be thou magnified. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Can we take that song again? As we are about to listen to him. We worship you. Forget about yourself, forget about your problems, just focus on Him. Worship Him once again. Lord, we worship. Lord, we worship you. Hey. Almighty God, you are lifted up above. Just keep, you know, the temple in worship. 
We thank God. Can you be seated? Today is very serious, very powerful. We started looking at a topic last Tuesday, which we are trusting God to help us to uh, complete today. Top secrets of powerful prayers. Top secrets of powerful prayers. The key text we read is James chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. I would like us to read it again before we take off. James chapter 5, verse 16 to verse 18. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. There are seven top secrets of powerful prayers that we began to look at. We saw three of them last week. We will trust the Lord to open our eyes to the remaining four. But before we get there, let me remind us some of the salient points that the Lord showed us last week on these three top secrets of powerful prayers. First of all, we understood powerful prayers as prayers that are answered by God. We said it's not just enough for someone to pray and say, I have prayed. But... Your prayers, did he get an answer from God? The power of a prayer is not that the person praying was shouting or the person praying was, you know, praying so many prayers or praying long prayers. Those things can be important. But what ultimately makes a prayer powerful or powerful is that the prayer gets an answer from God. And we saw that number one secret of powerful prayers, prayers that has result, that avails much, that have answer, is that the person praying the prayer must be a righteous man. The Bible says, where we just read our text, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So, the Lord showed us that the prayers of sinners are not even heard. If anyone is living in sin, his prayers are not even heard. It is only when God hears a prayer that he answers. We saw in John 9, that 1, that say, now we know that God heareth not sinners. So if God does not hear sinners, how can he answer their prayers when he has not heard them, when they pray? And we also saw in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 18, that the prayer of the wicked man is an abomination unto God. God does not hear the prayer of a wicked man. But somebody will ask, why is it that sometimes you see sinners, they will tell you that, ah, I prayed and I got answer to my prayer. Or maybe you yourself, you notice that you are still living in sin, but sometimes you, are, you get answers to your prayers. Why? We notice that, you know, the devil has power to answer prayer. The devil can answer prayer. He can do something. He has the power. So sometimes, because his work is to deceive men, if someone that is living in sin 
you know, is praying to God. He knows, the devil knows that God is not hearing this person. So, because he wants to make the person believe that you can still continue in sin and get something from God, he will arrange something that looks like an answer and give it to you. So, you see somebody saying, ah, even with all my sins, eh, I prayed the other day and God answered me. Which God answered you? The one that did not hear your prayer. He said, now we know, John 9, at 1, that God does not listen to sinners when they pray. He said, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and doeth his will, he listens to him. We saw several examples in the, you know, Old Testament. We saw Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1, and he said, the hand of God is not too short to save. His ear is not dull of hearing, but it is sin that makes his face hidden from you so that he will not hear your prayers. So we saw that if we must lift up our hands, like First Timothy chapter 2 verse 8 said, that holy men shall lift up their hands, holy uh, 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 pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands in prayers. So it is not just to lift up hands, but how holy is the hand that is being lifted up. So it's so important that the person praying the prayer, the life of the person must be a righteous life. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, not just every other person. The man must be righteous. So we saw that what matters to God anytime anyone begins to pray is not first of all what you are praying, but who you are. Who you are. Then, the second secret we saw also was that you must secure an audience with God. You must enter into his gates with thanksgiving in your hands and with into his court with praises. You must know that your prayers are meant for the ears of God. The prayers of men are, should be targeted, targeted not to the ears of men, not to the ears of the people around or in the environment, but the ears of God. So always, you know, Make sure that anytime you are praying, that you are getting an audience with God. Don't just say, I have prayed. But are you sure that God is hearing you? If you must, your prayer must get an answer, you must learn to pray in the secret. We saw Matthew chapter 5, verse 5 to 6, where Jesus was warning that we should not pray like the hypocrites who just want to show men that they are praying. But he said, when you want to pray, enter into your closet and pray to your father who is in secret. The father is not everywhere. The father is somewhere. And the name of the place where the father is, is called the secret place. And that was why in Psalm 91, the Bible said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So prayers that get God's audience are prayed in his secret place. Right inside his court. You, you don't just, you know, you are praying, you are shouting, and then you, are, you just convince yourself that you are praying. And when you finish praying, you say, I know I have prayed, you know, I believe that God has answered me. God, thank you for answering me. No, no. You must ensure that your prayers get to him. And for your prayers to get to him, you must get to where he is. And where is he? He is in the secret place of the Most High. And for you to get there, God showed us how we must, you know, come before him with thanksgiving and with praise. Then we also saw another secret, which is number three, that you cannot pray casually. 
and expect your prayers to get answers. You must pray earnestly. Where we read in Isaiah, uh, James chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible said, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly. He didn't pray casually. Eh? Jeremiah 29, 13 said, You shall seek me and find me when you have sought for me with all your heart. So you cannot find God until all your hearts are involved in the seeking of the Most High. So it is not just saying, I have prayed. The prayer you are praying must be so, you know, so engulf you, take over your life. It must, you know, fill your heart that you are talking to him with all of your heart. Not, no part of your, your strength. We saw Jesus prayed in Gethsemane in Luke 22, 39 to 46. The Bible said, he prayed more earnestly, being strengthened by an angel, to the extent that the, the sweat that was coming out of his body was like great drop of blood. And Hebrew 5, 7, 7 described that, that he prayed with strong crying and tears. He prayed with strong crying and tears. Any prayer that will get answer from God must affect the heart of the one praying. Eh? And for you to pray earnestly and fervently, it is because the prayer you are praying has affected your heart. You can't cry to God over a matter when your heart has not been properly and totally affected. So before you ever pray, ask yourself, is my heart in this prayer? Is my heart properly and totally affected by this prayer? In the Bible, you read where the Bible says, And Moses cried unto the Lord. And Jesus cried. He cried out. And then we, in the parable he gave in Luke 18 about the widow and the judge, when he ended that parable in verse 8, he said that, you know, God, the, the, the elect of God that cries to him day and night. I want us to look at that verse. Still on uh, secret number 3. We are trying to summarize the lessons of last week. Luke 18 verse 8. Luke 18 verse 8. He said, okay, verse 7 says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he be along with them? Which cry? I want you to take note of the word cry. They don't just pray, they cry. How can you cry to God when the matter has not taken over your life? Before a man will cry out over a matter, whether for help or for anything, the, pe the person's heart must be affected. So if God will answer the prayer of his own elect, the elect must cry out. Jesus said, shall God not avenge his own elect? Which cry? He didn't even say which pray or which talk. Which cry? Day and night unto him. Day and night unto him. So, the, the, the cry in there is where the fervency is coming from. If you are expecting answer to your prayers then you must allow the prayer point to affect you before you start praying it. Because if you don't get affected by the prayer point, you will pray, but you will just, sometimes, you know, somebody will be praying and you will slip off. 
It's, a, it's, it's just showing that the prayer point you are praying does not mean much to you. If a prayer point means much to your heart, you can't be praying it and sleep off. If a, something is touching you and is giving you, you know, trouble in your heart and you are crying about it and you are now crying to God about it, how can you sleep off? Even if you lie down, you will not sleep. The reason why sleep is affecting and attacking many of our prayers is because our heart is not in the prayer point. And that's why you cannot pray earnestly. When your heart is on the matter you are praying about, how can you sleep? You can't sleep. So that's the issue. We must, first of all, get our heart into the prayer. A prayer that does not affect the heart of the praying person will not affect God. And the extent of which your heart is affected by the prayer you are praying is the extent at which God's God will be moved by the prayer. It's a law. So today, we are going to uh, look at the remaining four of the top secrets of powerful prayers. Go back to that, our key text, James chapter 5. James chapter 5, verse 17 now. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruits. That's powerful prayer. When he prayed that there should be no rain, there was no rain. That's powerful. For three years. If it is only one year, someone will say it maybe is a mistake. But the first year, second year, third year, no rain. Powerful. Then he prayed again and there was rain. That's what they call powerful prayers. Now, what is the next secret of such kind of prayer? Elias was a man subject to like passion as we are. Another way of saying it is that Elijah is a human being like you who has the same feeling. Who Elijah is not a spirit. Elijah is not a superman. Elijah is a man that has human needs like every other person. But what kind of prayer did he pray? Elijah prayed not for a car. Elijah prayed not for a, a business breakthrough. I don't know whether you're following me. Listen. The Bible says Elijah was a man subject. That is Every desire that a human being has, Elijah has it. An average human being has a desire to succeed in life, to make it in life, to be a great man. But why is it that Elijah, when he, he prayed, he didn't pray for those things? Eh? Now, if God just asks you now, ask me one thing that you, you want me to do for you, that thing that you desire that I will do for you, and you don't want to pretend about it, what are you going to ask? 
Eh? You don't want to pretend about it. The truth is that Elijah was a man that has a need. Physical need like us. Elijah has a need to eat food. You know why human beings are struggling, working, is that they want to make, live a better life. Eh? Even when you have gotten a job and they are paying you, let's say, uh, 100,000 naira in a month, you will discover that there is something in you that is saying, oh God, why 100,000? I wish that you can give me a job that just in one month, they will just pay me 500,000. And if care is not taken, you may see yourself praying that kind of prayer. Eh? Are you getting me? Elijah was a man like us. Elijah has desire. If Elijah is a sister, she has a need to pray for a husband. Eh? To get married. That particular statement is worthy of note. Elijah is not a spirit. Elijah did not fall down from heaven. Elijah has a father and a mother. He grew up. In fact, in 1st Kings chapter 17, the Bible told us that Elijah is not is a native of Tishbe, a town called Tishbe. He's a Tishbite. So he came from somewhere. They know him. They know his father, they know his mother. He grew up like every other youth. Some time ago I was asking a young boy, secondary school, what do you want me to pray for you? He said that, that I should ask God to make him a very rich man. Very rich man. I, I, I wanted to laugh, but I was like, you know, in my heart, how did it enter into his heart? You know, this is what has been his desire. So many people are pursuing money, pursuing wealth, pursuing, you know, so many things that are physical, including believers. So, why is it that some prayers are not answered? Some prayers are not answered. Some prayers can never be powerful. No matter how you pray it, until you yourself that is praying the prayer, become a kingdom-minded person. And the prayer you are praying must have something to do with kingdom advancement. What does Elijah need to do with rain not falling for three years? How will that benefit Elijah? That rain did not fall for three years. Are you aware that he is one of the people that will suffer it? Eh? You don't know? When there is no drought, even though God gave me a special consignment, but if he is to think like a human being, he would have asked when that prayer point is coming to his heart, he would have said, God, but what about me? If rain did not fall for three years, the kind of famine that will be on the earth, and it will affect your servant too. Think about it. If it is you that God brought this kind of prayer point to your heart and said, pray that there should be no rain for three years. Please, be honest. Will you be able to pray earnestly. Even if you are to pray, I know you, you will pray casually. So, you yourself, you may, not, you may not, you will not pray. I know you. You say, I don't understand this prayer point. And because I don't understand it, I will not pray it. Eh? Now, God needs to do something on the earth. He needs to bring back the heart of the children of Israel to himself. And he needed to achieve that through this way. Oh my God. Listen. The first prayer of Elijah that there should be no rain was not on record. But the prayer that he prayed that there should be rain 
was recorded. I don't know why the book of First Kings decided to present it that way. If you search the book of First Kings, you will never see where Elijah prayed that there should be no rain. The only thing Elijah did was to appear before Ahab and say, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, by my word, there shall be no rain. For three, um, no, he said, till I, till I say it again, except by my word. He didn't even mention the number of years. He said, Ahab, watch it from today. There shall be no rain in this land, except I reverse what I say. Now, Elijah spoke that. That's what the record showed us. The record did not show us where he prayed the prayer. The one that we saw is where he prayed again. But we saw that before he came out, you know, he has prayed. He saw the level of idolatry in the land of Israel. How Jezebel has, you know, established the worship of Baal as a national religion. Jezebel, at a time, decided to kill all the prophets of God. It was at that point that Obadiah, the governor of the house of Ahab, who fears God, took hundred of them, fifty by fifty, and hid them in a cave and was feeding them with bread and water just to save that remnant. But the rest of the prophets of God, they were all slaughtered. They were all killed. Jezebel's mission was to, you know, eradicate the worship of God in the land of Israel and establish permanently the worship of idol. Elijah saw this and was asking God, how can we get your people back to yourself? And God now brought this prayer point to him and said, pray like this, pray like this. That there should be no rain. And then the Bible said he prayed earnestly. No record for that. Some prayers you prayed some time ago may not have record. But when the answer, when the result comes, it will be recorded that you prayed. So sometimes people's prayers may have no record. But the point is that if your prayers will be powerful, will get answer, there must be a kingdom attachment to that prayer. I mean, if God will look at you, listen, listen, you say you need a job. What is the kingdom aspect of that prayer that you need to present to God? What are you telling God that when he give you this job, you as a child of God like Elijah will achieve for the kingdom? The truth is that if you are to get answer to that prayer, the focus is not even the job. The focus is the kingdom advancement that will come by the job. Excuse me, the focus is not no rain. The focus is that the children of Israel should be brought back to their God by no rain. You cannot pray a kingdom advancement prayer until you yourself, you are kingdom, totally kingdom minded. Elijah was a man, not an angel. Now he prayed, he prayed earnestly that there should be no rain. And there was no rain. Now, what was his intention? What, what is he looking for? Is it so that people will just look for water and they will not find water? No. Elijah's intention is the kingdom of God coming down upon the land of Israel. Do you have that kind of mind? If you have the kingdom mind, if you are kingdom minded and you are praying your prayers for the kingdom of God, 
That's when you know that every single prayer you pray will get an answer. Because you are not living for yourself. You are not praying for yourself. You are not asking God to, you know, give you... I remember some years ago when I was in a... I, I, I just felt I needed a flat. I was... I just came back from youth service. And I felt I needed a flat. Why do I feel I need a, a flat? I don't want to get married there. I'm not planning to get married. I just say to God, give me a flat where I will bring in strategic position, where I will bring in young brothers and train them, disciple them for the kingdom. You know, I was praying that prayer because of the way I was discipled. I was given the opportunity to come into a flat and, you know, I, my life was affected and I, I felt I'm a debtor. Sincerely before God, and I tell you the truth, that prayer, it didn't take long. Just within a short while, God answered that prayer. The kind of power I was praying for is a, was exactly the kind of power I had. The size, everything. There are so many, so many prayers I have prayed before you, you, you finish praying, just before you know it, the answer will come. How? They are connected to the kingdom. Some people that are praying that they want to travel abroad, if you check your heart properly, what is in your heart is just to go and get money. To liberate your family from poverty. To build house. To begin to do... If you, if you will say the truth, you will notice that you, are, you don't even have a plan. Can you bring a plan of disciple-making plan? You are going to you know, follow with all your heart. In that, and say to God, if you will send me to America... These are the things I am going to do for your kingdom in that place. And I'm determined. That's why you will go for visa interview, they will throw you out. Because you don't have the plan, everything you are, anytime you remember you are you want to travel, you are happy because you want to leave Niger. You know Niger now. Eh? You just want you are tired of Niger. Any escape at all, you want to escape. Eh? And then when you are down there, you are now you be calling those in Niger. How are you? <laughs> That's you just desire the thing. Is, you, are, you don't have the heart of a missionary. Some sisters that are saying, God, give me husband. I tell you, until you draw a line and tell God, this is this is the kingdom agenda for this marriage. And you mean it too. This one is not, you know, God sees the heart. You may say, God, I want marriage for the kingdom. But he knows that you are not ready for any kingdom. He knows. You may pray a prayer that may bring something to you. But for that prayer to be answered, God is asking, where is me in this prayer? We are not created on the earth to live ourselves. We are created for the kingdom purpose, to advance the kingdom. So you cannot, you cannot... You know, think that God will support a move on the earth that is not for his kingdom advancement. No. Except you are an unbeliever. You and your father, the devil, will be answering your prayer, making you believe that, well, all things are well. But if it is the king of heaven who wants his kingdom to be established on the earth, you must pray according to his kingdom purpose. Elijah was a man. Elijah need to also travel. Elijah need to ride a car. He didn't ask for a car. What was the desire of Elijah? 
that your kingdom will come, O God. Your will be done in the land of Israel. That the people of Israel, their heart will be turned back to you. Excuse me. If somebody's heart will hear of the kind of thing that is going on abroad, and we say to God, God of heaven, if you only will send me there, I am going to be an instrument in your hand. I will give you, you know, when you say this kind of thing, God sees whether you mean it or not. You say you need admission and you have taken jump, you know. The reason why your jump is being delayed and all this kind of, yeah, is because you have not brought out kingdom agenda. I'm talking to children of God, people of God. For unbelievers, their own case is different. They, at least they have their father, the devil. They walk with him. But if it is God that we hear, listen, answer the prayer. You must show God where he is in that prayer. Where is God in this prayer? Kingdom advancement prayers. Prayed by kingdom-minded men. Men, not angels. Elijah was a man. Elijah was not an angel. Elijah needed to eat well too. Eh? Elijah's business need to also, you know, break forth. You know, some of you are saying, I don't know. <laughs> Do you, you remember Hezekiah? When Hezekiah was told that you are going to die by, you know, the prophet Isaiah, Hezekiah started praying and said, God, remember. He was asking God for life. He said, remember what I have done. Now, what Hezekiah is telling God is that, See what my life has done for your kingdom. How much more will, you, will it do? Look at the profit of my life. Why will you take me away? When if I am around, my life will still do more. And when God, you know, heard that, he said to Isaiah, go back, go back, go back. Tell him that I have added 15 more years. Because there is a purpose. There's an agenda. There is something that that prayer must, you know, achieve. So, that's one secret. It's a secret. If you are saying, God, I need my business to expand. God, I need to get a better job. God, you must clearly define. God said, come, let us reason together. So, God is, he knows how to reason. You have to convince him. Why he, he will do this. And he will see his kingdom in that matter. What does Elijah need to do with rain or no, to, no rain? That's how sometimes God will ask you to pray a prayer that does not concern you. Eh? Sometimes God will give you a prayer, just pray for Africa. The question is, what, what will a prayer for Africa do for me? Pray for Nigeria. And when you come to that kind of prayer, so many believers, they don't pray seriously. You see them, they just say, let us pray for Nigeria. Nigeria, okay, God, help Nigeria. They say we should pray for Nigeria. They can never pray earnestly for Nigeria because self, they are quietly saying, what for? If Nigeria becomes good, I know I'm traveling out of Nigeria in the next uh, two years. I know I'm not even a Nigerian citizen. You know, it doesn't concern me. Self is at the center. If your prayers will be powerful, Receiving answer constantly. Self must not be there. God will be there. Every prayer point. Check your heart. Check your life. Are you a kingdom-minded person? 
Are you praying kingdom advancement prayers? Secret number four. Let's go to secret number five. In verse 18, he said, And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. I said, this second prayer, it was recorded in the book of 1 Kings. But the first one he prayed was not on record. So let us go and see the record. Because from there, we will get the secret number five. Am I correct? Yes, secret number five. Go to the book of 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. Are you there? Now, I want you to see something. In verse 1. And it came to pass, after many days, that's three years now, that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. Third year of drought, no rain. Saying, Go, shew thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. Please, pay a very serious attention here. Because, you know, if you don't understand the ways of God, if you don't understand the laws of God, you will be struggling with spiritual matters. Why things are not working. In fact, some of us are just tired about God and the things of God. You notice that sometimes you pray and your prayers are answered. I, I was asking some of us some time ago, I said, how many of you have prayed prayers and they were not answered? Hands were up. A lot of hands. I asked again, how many of you have prayed prayers and your prayers were answered? The same hands were up. So you see, some prayed, the same person has prayed prayers. And if, the question, I, the one I did not ask, the third question I should have asked is, the number of ones answered and the one unanswered, which one is more? You will notice that the unanswered one are more. It just maybe after praying 10 prayers, by chance, one will. And you won't even know, the question is that you won't even know why the one that was answered was answered. You won't also know why the one that was not answered was not answered. These are the reasons. These are the things. When you know them, one plus one is always two. Anywhere on earth, anytime. Wake up in the midnight, say one plus one is two. Go to America, say one plus one is two. Anywhere, anytime, whoever says it, it becomes true. Amen. So, now, I want you to see something here. God was the one that wanted rain. To fall on the third in the third year. He was the one that came to Elijah and tapped Elijah and said, Elijah, I am going to send rain. Go and show yourself to Ahab. I will send rain upon the earth. Do you understand? So it was not Elijah that decided to pray after six months or after one year. It was not Elijah that said, hey, oh God now, this is two years now there is no rain and people are really suffering. Eh? 
Why don't you do something, Lord, and let there be rain? And he starts praying earnestly. Are you getting what I'm saying? I don't know whether you're getting me. The prayer originated from God. Hey. Oh my God. Number five secret of powerful prayers is that the prayer must be originated from God. The prayer must come from above, from heaven, from God. It is God that will give you the prayer point. You pray not in the will of God. God does not owe you answer to prayer, except the prayer is according to his will. And how do you know the will of God generally? The word of God. How do you know the will of God for now? The spirit of God. Are you following me at all? If you are following me, let me see your hand. God came to Elijah in the third year and said, Elijah, I will send rain on the earth. Go and show yourself to Ahab. So when you look at verse 41, you see where he now went up, verse 42. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel. Eh? He went up to the top of Camel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. He began to pray. For him to pray the prayer, he must hear God saying it is time to pray. Who sent you to go and pray for a husband? I don't know what that means. Is it the time? You know, that's why you pray it will not work. Is it the burden for it? Is it coming from God? Or is it because you saw your classmates in secondary school inviting you for her wedding? And then passion to pray for wedding come up in your heart. Some of you have started praying for a car because some months ago your classmates stopped on the road and with his horn he invited you as you are trekking. And then by the time he you know he lowered his auto glass And after greeting, the passion, the desire to pray for a car came. Suddenly you are saying, oh God, when will you remember your servant? That I've been serving you faithfully. Look at my classmates. He's even an unbeliever. Eh? And I'm still trekking around. Am I not faithfully serving you? The burden for the prayer you know, will come up because of what you saw. It was not coming from God. That's why you will pray the prayer and it will not be powerful. No answer. Powerful prayers are prayers that are first of all originated from heaven. The Bible said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. He now gave us an example of such powerful prayer. Elijah he prayed that there should be rain. So, what this is showing us is that even the first prayer that there should be no rain was given to him by who? 
Elijah did not wake up and say, oh God, what will I do now so that these people will come to you? In fact, I want you to seize it. Some, some of us, in the name of being a man of God or being a prophet, we say things and it, it doesn't happen. Because you and God did not discuss that. You just feel like you should say it. You don't say things. You don't pray prayers until you are sure that this is the prayer point for now. I said, when you want to know the will of God, you go to the word of God. Everything that is a promise here or a truth here concerning your life, concerning your time, your generation, is the will of God. But sometimes, it is not the will of God. Now. Are you getting me? For example, a, a, a born-again believer in secondary school, it is the will of God maybe that in his, maybe he's in his 20 then, or um, teen, and then it is the will of God that he is going to have a car. Eh? God is going to, you know, bless him, and that blessing will manifest in physical, you know, properties, and one of them is a car. But a secondary school boy, now saying, God, I did a car. Yes, it's the will of God that you should have a car, but it's not the time of God. So it's not the will of God for you to pray that prayer now. Eh? Some brothers, when they are not ready for marriage, you see them pray and say, Oh God, reveal to me the person you want me to marry. You know the person that answers that prayer? Satan. Because Satan will hear the prayer. Satan knew that this prayer is not coming from God. This prayer is coming from you. It didn't originate from God. Because you are not ready for marriage. And God is not ready to put a prayer point in your heart. And give you real burden from heaven to pray it. Oh my God, are you getting me? Until it is his time for your marriage. So when you pray such prayers, outside the time of God, the devil will hear it and show you by trance. Some of you don't know that Satan gives trance. Satan gives trance, he gives dreams, he gives revelation, he gives vision, any kind of, you know, showing. The Bible says he took Jesus and was showing him. Is that not open vision? Is that not trance? You think that Satan came physically. Jesus was taken in a, in a vision, in a trance. And the next thing he saw Satan, you know, showing him. That's vision. Showing him all the kingdoms of this world. You know, maybe Jesus was somewhere praying and he was taken in a trance by Satan. If Jesus, a Satan can show Jesus a trance, you yourself will tell me that because you saw a revelation where you are wedding with that sister, that the sister is the will of God by God. Go and ask your elders that made the same mistake. They are crying today. You will pray the prayer. But the answer will come from the devil. Because the prayer will not cross. It doesn't cross into the ear of God because it did not originate from God. We need to understand God's principle of working on the earth. Look at God's principle. When God wants to cause revival in Enugu, Enugu City, eh, what he will do is he will come to me and say, My son, this particular year, I want, to, I want this city to get revived. So, begin to pray for revival. Every day, ask me to send the revival. Look, that's the way God works. 
He will not send the revival until somebody prays. That's his way. So when I now begin to pray, pray, pray for revival, pray for revival. When you have prayed for a while, the next thing that will happen is that he will come and say, yes, it is time for me to use you for the revival. So sometimes when God say, start praying for Africa, he's planning to use you to, you know, do great things in Africa. Because he has planned to do something in Africa. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the word of God. You, you dare not pray a prayer point that did not originate from heaven. Prayers that are powerful, that will be powerfully answered, are prayers that God himself was the one that put the burden in your heart. Prayer burdens, original prayer burdens, are received from God, not from man, not from situation, not from environment, not from your sex, your mates, when you see them wedding, when you see them buying cars, when you see them progressing in their business, getting jobs, you are now crying to God, day and night. Eh, you may pray fervently, but it will still not get an answer. Because it's not yet time. God has a will and he has a time. And if you think that the will of God is any time, you, and you miss the time, that because you, are, you don't follow the time, it may not be the will. Because it is the will, but it's not the time. If Elijah has prayed in the first year and said, Oh God, people are suffering. Can't you see the suffering of the children of Israel? Are you not a merciful God? Compassionate. You say, I am a merciful God. I'm gracious. Compassionate. Why don't you do something to release rain on the land? People have suffered for this one year. Listen. Elijah will cry out and nothing will happen. Because who sent you to pray the prayer in the first year? It was in the third year that God came and said, it is time to pray. Now when you pray, I will do something. That's number what secret? Number five. And that is that the prayer must originate from heaven. If you want to know the will of God, you must be a man of the word of God. The way many of us are not serious with knowing God and his will and in his word. You have to be serious to know God, to know the will of God from his word, to know what God wants to happen. And then when you have known it, you now need to shake by the spirit to know whether it is time. And in most cases, when you read Romans chapter 8, verse, let's read it, verse 26 and 27, you will notice that when the spirit of God is helping you in your prayers, he normally directs your heart to the will of God, to pray the will of God. He normally reveals the will of God to you. Romans chapter 8, look at verse 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. With groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 27. Let's read it together. One to go. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now listen. 
the best and the quick, uh, quickest, easiest way of knowing the will of God at the time of prayer is to pray in tongues. To pray in the spirit. If you are not sure of what God wants you to pray, start by praying in tongues. Start by praying in the spirit. In the course of praying in the spirit, it doesn't fail. I'm talking from personal experience. Before you pray in tongues for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, write in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart. The Holy Ghost will be showing you, will be bringing down to you what exactly God wants to happen. Let's say you are praying and you don't know exactly what to happen with your disciple family or in Enugu or don't want, you, don't, you don't understand the exact thing God wants to do now. Then as you are praying in tongues, the Spirit of God will drop that in your heart. And when it drops that in your heart, it is now time to stop the tongue and lay hold on that and still pray it in a known language and still pray it in tongues. But when, once you get to know the will of God at that point, it is time to focus. And when you have prayed it well, you are not sure of the next one to pray, begin to pray in tongues again. So the Spirit maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Eyes has not seen. 1 Corinthians 2.9 Ears has not heard. Neither has he entered into the heart of man. What God has prepared for those that love him. He said, but he has revealed it to us by his spirit. So, what the will of God is for your life at this time will only be revealed to you by the spirit of God. And it is why you are, you know, in the spirit, praying in the spirit, that you can get and assess the mind of God, the will of God for your life at that point. Very, very important. That's one thing that makes prayers powerful. You must pray in the spirit. You must know the word of God so that when you hear the spirit telling you something, you'll be able to judge it and know that this is not the devil speaking. The devil can give you something, but if you don't know the word of God, you'll be confused. You may think it's the spirit. But when you know the word of God, the spirit of God does not speak outside the word of God. He will speak and give you a scriptural backing on that. Confirming that this is the will of God for the now. And then you will pray it and then get answers. Amen. Number six, secrets of powerful prayers. I want us to now go to go back to first Kings chapter 18. We are going to get number six secrets from First Kings chapter 18. Go to verse 41 to 46, where Elijah prayed the prayer. Verse 41 said, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees, and said to his servants, Go up now, Look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. 
And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariots, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile, that the heavens was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he guarded up his loins, and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Now listen carefully here, very carefully. When Elijah wanted to obey what God told him in verse 1, go and show yourself to Ahab, for I will send the rain upon the earth. He met Obadiah, the servant of Ahab, and said, I am going to show myself to Ahab today. Go and tell your master that Elijah is here. Now what happened was that they are looking for um, an animal. So Ahab was looking for it in one direction. Obadiah was looking for it in another direction. So in the course of looking for it, Obadiah saw Elijah. And Elijah said, go and, go and tell Ahab I'm here. Then Obadiah said, my Lord, you know you are behaving like a spirit. Or spirit can carry you out from any time. Eh? Please, if I tell Ahab that you are around and you are not here, he will kill me. The reason is because for these three years, Ahab has gone to every nation on the earth. Look at it now so that you know be as if you are telling story. Look at verse, um, verse 10. Verse 10 says, 1 Kings 18 verse 10, he says, As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whither my Lord has not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found him not. Do you see that? Oh, but that is a righteous man, doesn't tell us. So, as of that time, if there are 100 nations on the earth, Ahab has gone to 100 nations looking for Elijah. Because they tried to make rain by rainmakers. Nothing happened. They prayed to Baal and said, Oh Baal, send rain. Nothing happened. So they know that until they get Elijah, you know, when Elijah said this initially, Ahab was thinking that, where is this one coming from? Is he a joke or what? But after the first year, they tried everything. He remembered Elijah. Maybe by the time they are entering the second year, he began to send and search and search. So when Elijah told Obadiah, as the Lord God lives, I must show myself to Ahab today. He now knew that he meant business. Now when Elijah saw Ahab, he said, go and gather the children of Israel to me. And they gathered on Mount Carmel. We know the story. Eh? How the prophet of Baal tried to pour down fire and no fire came. Do you understand? And then Elijah now prayed and said, oh God, let there be fire. So that the children of Israel will know that you have turned their heart back to yourself. The Bible says, as he was still praying, fire came down. And they fell on their faces. They say, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. That was what just finished happening. And then after that, in verse 41, where we started reading now. Eh, he said, and Elijah said to Ahab, after that happening, go up, eh, eat and drink, for there is sound of uh, abundance 
Then he went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel to pray. And when he went up to that place, he cast himself down upon the earth. And then put his face between his knees and started the prayer. There is something here I want you to see. God wants you to see too. The prayer for fire to come down was prayed in the valley before everybody. And when he finished praying it, fire came down. Elijah knew, he knew that when he comes to prayer for rain upon the earth, hey, God said to Elijah, go and show yourself to Ahab because I'm going to send rain upon the earth. Do you know what the earth is? If fire is to come down, where will fire come down? On one portion of the earth where the sacrifice is. If rain is to come down, where will rain come down, please? Upon every, you know, country of the earth. God said, I will send rain upon the earth. Elijah knew that if it is rain falling on the earth, the prayer cannot be prayed at the valley before the people. The prayer will not even be prayed before Ahab. So he has to send Ahab away. Go and eat. The prayer has to be prayed on the top of Camel. Top. So you don't you don't even pray the prayer at the you know you know when you are climbing mountain. One brother went to mountain for seven days. Just came back last. Uh, is this Sunday? Or? Saturday morning, and was sharing with me how the mountain was. He said, there is the top of the mountain, but there are some layers where you can stay. But there is the topmost part of the mountain. And of course, you have to climb, climb, climb. Elijah knew that this kind of prayer can never be prayed and the answer gotten at any other level of the mountain apart from the top. He also knew that when you get to the top of the mountain, you don't play there. Eh? You, have to, you have to take a position that will bring some level of seriousness, earnestness on your body so that you can really touch heaven. Because the heaven is about to touch the earth. There's a difference between praying for fire to fall on one space and praying for rain to fall on all the nations of the earth. You are praying for a global revival. You are praying for something to happen globally. The prayer for fire was for, some, for a miracle to happen before small people. Are you, are you getting what I'm talking about? The number six secret of powerful prayer is that you must, you must know the value of the prayer you are praying and the price for it. And then pay the price for it. You need to understand <laughs> the the value of the prayer, number one, the price tag on the prayer, and then you are ready to pay the price. 
It's a secret. Elijah knew it. But some of us don't know it. Eh? Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7, he said, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall open to you. These are different dimensions of prayers. Levels of prayer. Asking prayer is the level of prayer that is that has the lowest value. Asking prayer. When you shift from asking prayer to seeking prayer, you are coming up now. The highest dimension of prayer is knocking on the doors and the windows of heaven. For heaven to release something. You know, whenever heaven releases something, it means that the door of heaven, the windows of heaven are open. Heaven has, has win- windows. Heaven has doors. Malachi 3 at least told us that when God was saying, pay tight. For I will open the windows of heaven. God is not speaking in parable. Heaven has what? Windows. There are some level of, you know, prayers, sacrifice a man will make. God will open the windows. Then there are some level that we get to. He will open the doors. Eh? And there are gates. There are flood gates. You know the difference between door and gate? Door is the one that leads to the house. Gate is the one that leads to the entrance, or to the compound. Amen. So, you must know the value of the prayer. If your prayer is in the asking level, very easy, very simple. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Ask. What does it take you to ask? Oh Lord, give me. And it shall be given to you. Doesn't require stress. Doesn't even require much. Just ask. That's a dimension. Eh? When Elijah was asking for fire to fall down, he's asking level. Oh God, send fire. You are asking for fire to come down. Miracle to happen. That's asking level. But when you are seeking, you know what it means to seek? We seek nothing but the kingdom. That's why I say, seek ye the kingdom. We seek nothing as a believer. We seek nothing but the kingdom. So when you are seeking that the kingdom of God will come upon your life, will come upon your family, will come upon your, you know, your village, when you are seeking that the kingdom will come, that's a dimension of prayer. Amen. It's different from action. Listen, let me give you an example. There are sometimes you will say, Oh God, I want you to touch my husband so that he will repent and be saved. Now, when you finish praying that prayer, tomorrow, you are expecting your husband to change. You notice that as if he heard the prayer you prayed, and then it will become three times worse. Three times worse. And you begin to say, but I prayed now that my husband... Now, listen, you know your problem. Your problem is that you are 
<laughs> you, you think you are in the asking level of prayer when you are in the seeking level. Eh? The seeking level, you don't just say, God, I want you to give my, uh, cause my husband to repent. No. I remember praying for a, a young man one day. After praying for a while, I heard the voice of the Spirit say, The Spirit said, You have not touched this prayer point. Ah. I remember again praying for another young man. After praying for a while, I, 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 I was caught up in a trance. I saw a, a root, very strong root. Very strong. I, I came back. And I, I, have, I understand what I was seeing. That this person you are praying for is highly rooted. Insane. Properly rooted. So, the force you are using, the force you are applying, no. Give me phone. Take phone. When you are looking for phone, for example, if you enter seeking level, eh, you need to search the whole house looking for something. You will touch this thing as you are looking for food. You will touch the other one. You will touch, you see yourself touching almost everybody. In fact, the Bible says a, a woman was looking for one coin. And when she began to seek for it, she has to sweep the whole house. The, her broom was touching everything in the house just because she's looking for one thing. You will see yourself touching so many things. It takes more time. More time needs to be spent in seeking level of prayer than in asking level. Eh? <laughs> and you know when you are looking for something assuming you want to go for exam and you wake up and then ID card is composed before you enter the exam hall and as you are preparing to go for the exam you start looking for your ID card that morning you will notice that all your heart will be where in that ID card you are looking for it you are in fact, if somebody says, please, I have a story to tell you this morning, or anything at all, you don't want to hear. Because your heart is focused. Prayer has prizes. I will tell you why and how. When you now come to the, the knocking level, that's the highest level, knocking. You know knocking means that they will open the gates, the doors, and the windows of heaven for you. For you, you like this. On the earth, you. Just for you, God will ask angels to open gates, open door. And you have to knock now. And remember, say, knock and keep on knocking. You keep on knocking. You keep on knocking. It was the knocking level of prayer that, bring, that brought rain down. Eh? Elijah has to knock. Listen, one thing that makes prayer. Listen, you need to understand these are spiritual realities. These are spiritual realities. Let me give you a fiscal illustration for you to understand what I'm talking about. Have you seen? I have seen. Where people are pushing car. It has happened to me several. People are pushing car. Let's say five persons are pushing a car. And then as they are pushing the car, the car refused to move. And then the sixth person came and joined. The car moves more. 
And then the seventh person came and put hand. What happened to the car? The car moved. If you have seen that kind of thing, let me see. It has happened to my own car, so I know. And I have seen a situation again some time ago where, you know, it was my brother's car. We went for a burial, and as we are coming, his car had problems, so we have to stop. As we are, people are pushing before, the car was not shifting. The moment we put our hand, the thing moved. Why? You know why? There was a force before on the car, but the force was not enough to move the car. When the force came up to a particular level that you know is higher than the the, 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 the weight of the car, the car has no option than to move. That's how prayer is. You will be you may pray and say, Oh God, cause my husband to repent. You will pray it till you die, your husband will never repent. Until the day the force of your prayer rises above the force that is holding your husband from repenting. The moment the force of your prayer rises above that force, you will just see your husband, your son, and you see things happening. Listen, if that five persons push that car eh, forever, that car will never move. Is This one is not perseverance. Oh my God. We are coming to perseverance. Yo. This one is the prayer force first. What is the force of your prayer? To move the situation you are praying about. Eh? Let me give you an example. If this sister, assuming that she backslided and I'm praying for her restoration. Now, if I begin to say, God, Sister Mary should be restored back. Listen. There is a level of force that my prayer will come to before Sister Mary will see me in her dream, warning her and telling her, you cannot continue this life. You know, what will make her to repent and come back is that when you pray, 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 God will release an angel that will carry your face. And suddenly, she will start seeing you in her dream. And from there, her heart will start changing on In fact, I visited a man. This man, I started praying for his restoration. And then, I was led strongly to visit him one day. We prayed for him on Thursday. One of the people we are praying, we are contending earnestly for their restoration. On Saturday, I heard the voice of the Spirit say, you must be in this man's house today. Now, that day, I called him on phone from morning till evening. He was not picking his call. I called the brother that knows his house that would take me to his house. He didn't pick the brother's call. By 5 o'clock, I said, Holy Ghost, should I still go? Holy Ghost said, you must be in this man's house today. So move now. I moved. I got to the brother's house. He said, did you call him? He said, he didn't. We got to the wife's shop. He said, you must report in his wife's shop before going to his house. We got to the wife's shop. We asked the wife. The wife said that she is she's surprised though that she has called her him. He didn't pick her call. They tried it again. Nothing. I went to the brother's house and sat down. So it was in the brother's house. I said, let me try again. 
When I tried again, he now picked his score. And then he said he was thinking it was one man from the village that was calling him. And he doesn't want to pick the man's score. Maybe you know villagers. Maybe one of them. I didn't want to ask him about the man. He now said when he wanted to pick the call of the brother, when he saw the brother's call and he has his number, he said he loaded his airtime, 200 naira. NTN took it from him. Now it's just, they just took it after loading. So everything was working against not me not to be there. But finally I was there. I now told him I came here because you need to be restored back to discipleship. And then the man said, I saw you in my dream two, two days ago. That was the day we, we were praying for him. We are contending for his soul. Say, I saw you, I have seen you a month ago. That was the time I started praying for him before I brought it to the Abiaras. Say, I saw you where you gave me Bible. And then I saw you again. And I know that when I began to see things like this in the dream, I know God is speaking. I said, well, it's up to you to do the will of God. I'm, I'm here today because God said I must be here. The devil fought it, but I'm here. Prayer has force. It's not a physical force. But it's a spiritual force that controls the physical things. And if the force is not yet enough, it will be as if, as if God is not answering prayer. How do you think that physical things will have prizes and the spiritual one will not have? When the spiritual are more real than the physical. When it was from the spiritual one, the things that are not that are seen we are made from things that are things that are seen we are made from things that are not seen is it not what the bible told us hebrew 1 verse 3 he said we believe that the world we see now we are made from the things that are not seen god is in the unseen and they are real things are in prices are in levels before you complain that god is not answering prayer Please check whether you have paid the proper price. One hour prayer has level. Eh? Ten hours prayer has level. Some years ago, didn't God ask me to go for seven days? I was preparing to go for three days fasting and prayer. To separate myself to seek God. And God came. That early morning, it was as if I'm sleeping, but it was a, a vision. And was telling me that there is something I want to tell you. But I can never tell you that until you have fasted and prayed for seven days. I mean, not closing it in the evening. But making sure that you continue the fasting till seven days. Hey. I've not done that before then, for the first time. I have to go. And on the seventh day, the seventh day morning, I woke up hearing God. I heard God all through, but that seventh day, he said, this is why I called you. And he couldn't tell me that for the first six days. It was on the seventh day. Listen, some of you that have been doing fasting, three days, four days, five days, there are things you will never hear or never know until it is seven. Then you die. You will die there. <laughs> the same thing with 14, 21 and the rest 
Well, when he called me for seven days, I said, I've not done it before, but I will try. I will, you will help me. The day we call me for 21, I will go. Amen. Things are in levels. God created things. To look at your fingers. Are they equal in size and length? That's how things are. You could have made our fingers now the same pattern, the same level. There are things you need to pray. Elijah. Elijah was aware. That if, remember, please remember that it was God that said, I will send rain upon the earth. Is he not God? Is he not God? How come Elijah knew that this thing that God said will not happen until he has prayed this kind of prayer? Not on the valley, not before Ahab, but on the top of a mountain. And when he got to the top of the mountain, eh, look at what he did. Sacrifice. Some of you, when you want to pray, you will lie down. Eh? And you'll be doing your leg like this until sleep will come and seize that leg. You won't even do it long. Elijah, the Bible says, he cast himself down on the earth and then carried his face and put. It was not everywhere that Jesus prayed and sweat came out. When the man saw the, the kind of thing he was about to face at the cross, he saw Calvary, he saw people slapping him. He saw people, you know, spitting on him. He saw people beating him and nailing him. He saw the kind of thing he will pass through. He knew that he need God. The kind of grace he need to overcome the flesh. That the flesh will not come out and react. He's not a small one. He began to pray. You know, some of us, you notice that after praying, after doing quiet time, you came out and the flesh still manifested. That will make you to understand that the all the force you generated that morning in your quiet time, your prayer was not enough for the flesh that has, you know, positioned himself to deal with you that day. Prizes. Sacrifice. Many of us are not ready to make sacrifice. Somebody say you are praying. You are praying and you will sleep off. You wake up, it doesn't even touch you. Huh? Sometimes when I met some, some of us where we are praying, you wake them up. Somebody who is praying, you'll be snoring. You wake the person up. When you wake him up, he will do. Ya, 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 ya. You know, <laughs> that, that's the worst. He would like to make show you that I'm not sleeping, you know. That's the flesh. And when he finished doing that kind of thing, he will do himself as if uh, I beg. My man picking no before I would, I beg. If I fall asleep, God should understand. Uh, which one is this? Jesus. He continues as if nothing happened. If it is before a king that you are talking to a king, talking to a king, and suddenly you sleep off, as you are talking to the governor, what will they do to you, the security men that are there? Eh? What an insult. They will bundle you out, bind you hands and feet, and send you to... send you out. How can you say you are before God, and you are praying, and then you sleep off? No sacrifice. Where is your sacrifice? Prayers, listen, listen. There are things that increases prayer force. One of them is sacrifice. David said, I will not offer to God eh, an offering, a sacrifice that will cost me nothing. Eh? Some of us, you cannot kneel down 
and your knees will be paining you and you will continue kneeling. The moment you notice that your knees are paining you small, the next thing you will sit down. And when you sit down, something will tell you that every position, matter, does, um, position does not matter when you are praying. If you can sit down, you know, and as you are sitting down, the same uh, uh, flesh that asks you to sit down will tell you, why don't you, you know, use your hand and bend like this? You are saying, God is hearing you as you are talking. Then after a while, he will not tell you, you have reached ground now. Why don't you complete the ground? That it is the heart that God is looking at, not even your position. And the moment your head is touching the ground, you, they have already play, you know, prepared a, a private jet. You know, they are going to use to sleep, we carry you with it. You will know yourself again. Eh? Sacrifice. Your knees are paining you, you are nailing down. We, many, listen, Jesus said, Shall God not avenge his elect that cry to him day and night? Listen, when you see a man praying in the night, in the night, when others are sleeping, that prayer has force. Eh? What makes people to wake up, to keep awake in the night is the matters that are troubling them. Eh? He has the exam tomorrow and he has not covered half. You will see him, you say, this night, I will not sleep. And he's fighting sleep. Many of us, you is when you now see a revelation where you saw your 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 father had accident and then died. That is when you will now that night we pray, 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 pray. After that night, the following night, you will never pray. You will start sleeping from 10 o'clock, and 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, you will wake up. What is the difference between you and unbeliever? I even seen some unbelievers praying midnight. I don't know whether you have seen it these days. Some unbelievers, they will go to prophet or prophetess and they will give them midnight prayers. Say, by one o'clock, rise up and pray like this. Use prayer book. And you that say you are born again, you are a disciple, you cannot rise up to cry to God in the night. Shall God not avenge his elect that cry to him day and night? Where is your night cry? To heaven over issues that concern the kingdom. Where are they? How can a healthy believer sleep for six hours without waking up? No, no, no. Something is wrong with your kingdom advancement vision. If you are all right, three hours, highest four hours, you wake up to pursue something that matters for the kingdom of God. Some of us will even wake up. Holy Ghost will wake you up. I wonder whether how a human being that is a believer will wake up. And will not rise up. Eh? How can you wake up in the night and you will not rise up, even if to worship God, to pray? By God, actions are weighed, is weighing your action. Tomorrow you want God to use you international. Eh? When you cannot make sacrifice, prayer force increases by the level of sacrifice. But when men are sleeping, and enjoying themselves, you are praying. That is what we call fasting from sleep. We also have fasting from food. That's another kind of force that increases prayer force. Jesus said, this kind can go out, not only by prayer. When you must add fasting to the prayer force, 
before the force can move the situation. You must, there are some prayers you must add sleeping fasting. That is, your eyes must be awake even when you, you are feeling like sleeping. We know fasting from food now. You, you know, you are hungry. You needed to eat. But you say, I'm not going to eat. That's how it is also with sleep. Your body say, I need, I'm weak. I need to sleep. He said, not, not for this night. Oh. This particular village must turn to Jesus. Because they must turn to Jesus. No sleep for, for this body this night. That's fasting. You are increasing the force. Anything sacrifice adds to the force of prayer. God does not joke with sacrifice. Where is your sacrifice? And I, I don't want us to forget this particular message too fast. Because we know what happens to us. Before you know it now, we forget about this one. Next Tuesday, we'll come again and say, God, speak again. Check your sacrifices in prayer. Even the position you take, sacrifice is what is, is, is paining your body. What is paining your body? The position you are taking in prayer, it also matters. Otherwise, why didn't Elijah stand up on the top of the man, uh, camel like some of us used to do? And put his hand on his pocket and he's walking around with his eyes open. Kalaba Shandelebo Shanda. Lord, you know, you know you told me I'm going to send rain upon the earth. Yendelebo Shandolaba Sanda. Lord, it's time to send rain. Why didn't you do something like that? The Bible said he cast himself down on the earth. And then carried his head and put in between his knees. Sacrifice. Some of all, yourself is your God. When they ask you to even stand up, you say, I cannot stand up. I was asking, I was asking a, a nursing mother one day. I said, if your baby is crying in the middle of the night and you hear the voice of your baby and you are very weak and you have stressed yourself during the day, and uh, you are weak and your baby is crying what are you going to do you will say well this baby if you like continue crying i cannot she said no that no matter how weak she is she must rise up and attend to the baby but the spirit of god will be waking you up in the night situations for you to rise up you will say you are weak that you did a lot of things during the day. Eh? You say, I'm a nursing mother now. Eh? I, I, I have, uh, me and young, young girls and uh, young brothers, we are not the same now. Eh? Something is wrong. Are we ready to sacrifice our pleasure so that our prayer will have a force? Eh? Remember, five persons will push that car forever and that car will not move. But just add sixth and the seventh force, the car will move. What is your sacrifice? One woman was sharing with me how she was praying for her brother. Her brother left the house and refused to come back. And nobody knew where the brother is. So she said they have been praying, but one day she said, she said to God, you see this prayer I am praying now. I'm not going to leave here until I, I see my brother. She said she was praying and was, she said, God, where are you? I want to see you here today. My brother must, 
today not today. She said at the time, she did her hand like this as if you want to hold God and caught the um, iron bed standing and was holding the thing as if it's God. I said, I will never leave you today until I see my brother. He was holding the thing with all his strength as if the thing is God. He said, he was there. He saw, she saw an angel. Angel came. She said, I'm not looking for angel. I'm looking for God. Angels, we are consoling him, telling him that your brother. He said, I'm not looking for you people. My brother. She said, after that prayer, her brother came back. These are somebody that they have been praying for years to start to start prayer, casual prayers. You never pay the price, though. You never. When the price is paid, your village will turn to God. He said, Revival, Lord, we need revival in Enugu. I hope you are ready to pay the price. Eh? By the time you are to pray all night and sleep is coming, you will not lie in, sit down. Eh? You remember what happened to you on the six hours prayer? At the time, you, <laughs> you sat down. Eh? I was going around catching people that were asleep. But the truth is that there is a way to position your heart and say no. No. What I am going for, I know the price. And I, I want to generate the force that will give me the result. You must be ready to pay the full prayer price. Sacrifice of food. Sacrifice of sleep. Sacrifice of pleasure. If it means kneeling down, kneeling straight, the flesh will always want you to kneel down. And uh, you know this kind of kneeling down? Do you know? Look at me. Eh? You will kneel down and on the chair, uh, you will do your hand like this or on the bed. And uh, you know, the flesh will be finding you there. Before you know it, you, you do like this. That's the first, the first sign. That the cake and paper that will carry you around. Before you know it, you won't get yourself again. Some of their sleep will be so deep that even when somebody comes around into the they, they won't even wake up. That one is a private jet they used to carry up. Amen. If you understand that number six secret, let me see your hand up. Let's go to the last and the final secret, the seventh top secret of powerful prayers. Now, I want you to see something. Elijah, when he started praying, verse 43, he said to his servants, Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And it came to pass, when he went the seventh time, he said, behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. Listen, there's something there. Elijah was praying with faith and expectation. That was why he sent his servant to go and shake. He said, go, he was praying, he said, I'm praying, you, Go and shake. Go up now and look towards the sea. Shake. Because as I'm praying here, something must happen. Now. I believe that as I am praying here, God will answer my prayer. That's faith. Faith is another top secret. Praying with faith. 
and expectation. Another top secret of powerful prayers. God, look, I'm expecting that heaven must answer me today. Shake. Son, the, the boy came back and said, There is nothing. He said, Nothing. Oh, yeah, don't, don't talk to me again until you have gone for seven times. Go the first one, come back, second one. You know, the way the boy talked, there is nothing. Is, oh, God, there's nothing. You know. It's your prayer, prayer. You pray here. There's nothing. You, know. you better rise up and know what you are going to do with your life. I, I, th- I think that, that boy is Gehazi. Doesn't have any faith at all. So there's nothing. It's your, your prayer, prayer, prayer. Speaking in tongues everywhere. That's nothing. He now say, warn him, don't talk to me again. You will go seven times before you will ever talk to me. Now, Elijah persisted. Now, I don't want to say that persistence is a... Uh, I don't want to separate persistence from faith. Because persistence in prayer is a child of faith. Is a product of faith. Do you remember the parable of the... Of the widow. Eh? The widow that was going to the judge in Luke 18. Saying, vindicate me. The Bible said that the judge neither feared God nor man. But because of the importunity of that widow. Now, did for her what she was asking. Why? Because the widow believed. That if I continue. If I persist. That this man must answer me. I said, persistence is a product of faith. You can never persist until you have faith. Listen, if that widow has another judge that she has hope in, and she goes to the man's house for the first time, and the man did not give him attention, what is the next thing she will be thinking about as a human being? Eh? I beg, make I check another judge now. Since this one, for three days now, I've gone, he didn't talk to me. Because she has an alternative. Because she has what? An alternative. She has an option. Absolute faith in God. When you say to God, I don't have any option. I can't go anywhere. You know, the problem we have, one of the things we said is that weakens faith is alternative. As we are saying, oh God, I need you to heal me of this sickness. Eh? As you are praying, when you finish praying, somebody say, How is the prayer? How are you doing? You say, Well, I thank God, even though I will still go for a lab test tomorrow. Let me know the one that is happening to me. There is a hope, there's a faith in what? In lab test. In fact, some of us we believe more in drugs than in God. So even as you are praying, you are after praying. <laughs> Sometimes you see somebody after praying, you say, As you are praying, when you finish praying, you say, Please, um, Bring me my drug. Ah, but I finished praying now. You still believe in the drug. So we say, well, I believe that God uh, can heal with drug. So when I want to take the drug, I will pray. <laughs> Even if you don't pray on the drug, the drug will still, is, will still do its biological and chemical you know, work in your system. You don't need prayer. If you want to believe in God, absolute faith, you believe in God. Eh? Has he not healed without drug before? 
can't he do it again? So why can't you believe? I'm not talking about uh, a drug alone. Eh? People can never persist in prayer when they are half mind for alternative. I know that after all, something will still happen, even if God did not give me that job. I know that sometime, somehow, somehow I will stay married. So I will not be serious with it. So if you are not you know, believing in God that it is only God that can do this for me. I cannot go anywhere. I cannot meet any other person. When you are praying and say, God, I need money to, to, to eat food today. Hmm. Until you settle your mind that if God did not provide for me for the next three days, I'm not going to eat. You will never see God's provision. They, will, they normally test faith. It is your faith that will make you to persist in the prayer. But when you have alternatives, that if God did not provide, you just visit um, um, Sister Margaret. And then, as you are encouraging her in the Lord, she will ask you whether you will eat this. And then you will eat for that day. You are not building your faith because you have alternative. Faith in God. Mark eleven thirty four. He said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received it. And it shall be yours. Faith. Believe. Verse 22, he said, have faith in God. If you, can, if you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. I want to ask you, please, everybody here, and those of us following us online, go back and download and listen again to the 13 messages that we have preached on the overcoming faith. I discovered that some of us, you are beginning to return back to your former life of unbelief. I noticed that. Go back again. Listen to those 13 messages on the overcoming faith. I don't understand whether we are progressing or not. When we finish faith, you pack faith by the side. And we are now on prayer. We finish love. Some of us have forgotten that. This thing is a continuous thing. You must not drop the one that God did and you are getting for another one. It's like pouring water on a bucket that is leaking. Nothing is being retained. But water is passing through. Eh? As the water is passing through, say, this water is cold or it's touching me. But nothing is being retained. Nothing is happening. Go back. Because if I talk on faith here, it may take me a lot of time. And get faith again. Because if you don't have faith in God, Jesus said to the disciples in Mark eleven twenty two, Have faith in God. In Hebrew 11 verse 6, he said, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why? He that will come to God must believe that God is, number one. And number two, he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Seven secrets, top secrets of powerful prayers. What is number one? You must be a righteous man. Your life must be clear. Holy hands lifted up. Number two, you must learn to secure audience with God before you start your prayers. Number three, you must pray earnestly, fervently, not casually. Number four, you must be a kingdom-minded person that prays kingdom advancement prayers. 
Number five, your prayer must be in line with the will of God for now. For now. Number six, you must discover the value of the particular prayer point you want to pray, the price tag on it, and pay it before you can get the answer. And then number seven, you must pray with faith and persistence. Let us rise and ask God to help you so that you will be a man that prays powerful prayers. Praise prayers that prevails, that avails much. Rise on your feet and say to God, make me a man, a woman of prayer. A woman, a man that prays prayers with answers. He said, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Avail it much. Elijah was a man of life passion like you. He prayed. And God answered. Lord, we won't don't sing with me, oh just pray. Almighty God, you are lifted up above. Hey. Lord, we worship you. Almighty God, you are lifted up. Are you a kind, kingdom-minded person? Can you pray and say, God, make me such a kingdom-minded person? Elijah was not praying for God, for himself. He was praying kingdom advancement prayers. If you are not kingdom minded, you cannot pray kingdom advancement prayers. Alebo shandola basa. Yandu kandala bashandele busu. Lord, we worship you. Ah. All mighty God. You are lifted up above Being ready to pay the full prayer price. Praying with faith. Is a secret you must pray. The prayer point must originate from heaven. You must not pray what you what you want. Is God that needed prayer. We are living for Him. 
We are not living for ourselves. He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him that died for their sake. Lord, we worship you. Ah. Almighty God, you are lifted up above Are you ready to make sacrifice? Sacrifice that will add force to your prayer. Sacrifice of sleep. Sacrifice of food and drink. Sacrifice of pleasure in the position you take while praying. You are praying but you are resting. And from resting you start sleeping. Prayer has prizes, price tag on them. If you have not paid the price for a particular point, don't blame God. Don't accuse God that He doesn't answer prayer. He answers prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Elijah went up to the top of Camel, cast himself on the ground. No, no, no room for pleasure. He cast himself on the ground, put his head on the, in between his knees, and prayed with the earnestness of his life. He prayed until something happened. Persistence, faith. He believes that God will answer. So there's no point living. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, tonight, I pray for your people. Pray for us. As you have opened our eyes to this top secret of answered prayers, of powerful prayers, grant us the grace not to forget them, but to live by them in the name of Jesus. Thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org. 
For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.